0: Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, your host of Ask a Coach, the Windermere podcast. In this podcast, we'll tackle some of your toughest real estate questions. Each episode will provide you with detailed answers and proven solutions to some of the biggest challenges facing realtors today. Thank you for listening. Good morning, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and welcome to Ask a Windermere Coach. This is our podcast where we try to tackle some of the toughest real estate questions uh, and try to provide you with some detailed answers and proven solutions. And today, I'm delighted because I have my good friend uh, Nick Hanson. Nick, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing, Michael? I'm great. Um, So, Nick, just for the listeners, uh, you know, I just want to let them know, you know, who you are. Maybe they know you, maybe they don't, Uh, but. you know, Nick's been in real estate since 1999, and uh, right, Nick, 1999. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, Nick coaches a lot of agents. How many agents do you think you've coached so far up year to date, Nick? Just over. The oh years?
1: gosh, since I started, I'm going to guess right or right, probably just just below a thousand, maybe. Okay. Maybe something like that. Several, I, you know, several hundred for sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. And Nick's one of our coaches with Windermere Coaching. And Nick, we were talking uh, last week and um, you had said, tell me, tell me what type of I- increases have you seen with your coaching clients um, in 2021? Yeah, it's a great question. Thanks, Michael.
1: So what I did is I went back and did an analysis on the people that I worked with for 12 months um, in 2021. And on average, had an increase in gross commission income of 82%. That's wow. how- that's the highest I've, I've, I've ever had uh, with my coaching clients. And, you know, the thing that I guess I'm most excited about is there's some veteran people in there have been in the business 20 plus years, some 30 years. So we're not talking about, you know, rookies and trying to double their income. Um, but yeah, 82%. So uh, um, I was elated with that.
0: And, and if you had to, if you had to kind of like put your finger on, you know, what was it about those individuals specifically in your mind, that allowed them to have that level of success. I mean, obviously they're coaching with you and they're investing in themselves, but what do you think it is?
1: You know, if if I had to narrow it down to one thing and gosh, I wish I could tell you something that's just earth shattering, but if I had to say one thing, I would say it's the commitment to the scorecard. Yeah. So the scorecard, for those that may not know, it's it's a list of what activities you need to do on a weekly basis to generate the call that says I want to list my home or I want to buy my home. But literally, it's, it's winning the week and being productive. Um, and I would say, you know, right now, Michael, in fact, I had three owners call me last week that are a little frustrated. And they're like, man, Nick, agents aren't showing up. There's no inventory. Like, uh, uh, and, and I go, oh, my gosh, you know, there's no inventory. There's nothing to show our buyers. So what should we be doing? We should be killing it in the contact world, right? Yes. Like, we should be all over our people reaching out, we've got all the time in the world to do that. And so I'm like, the best of the best right now are really anchoring those relationships, they're planting the seeds, cultivating the seeds ready for the harvest, where the average age I see in this country right now is pretty much sort of hibernating, they're hibernating.
0: Yep. Yeah, I would agree. In fact, uh, on my coaching calls, uh, you know, Winnie one of the few companies, I think the only company now that actually has an economist on staff, right? Matthew Gardner and, uh, Matthew did the 10 predictions for 2022. And then he just rolled out the Q4, uh, reports, the Gardner reports. And, um, you know, and I have people that are saying, well, what do I send or what's going on or what's happening? Like we have all this content, we have all this great information. And going back to your point, um, are you reaching out to your people? Are you educating them on what 2022 is going to have in, in, you know, in store for them when it comes to appreciation, when it comes to interest rates, when it comes to what's happening in real estate? Maybe they want to buy an investment property. There's all kinds of conversations we can have that I, I, I totally agree with you, which kind of leads into this podcast today. So Nick and I were talking. I said, Nick, uh, what are some things we see right where people are not succeeding, um, because here's the thing. Uh, there's a great book I'm reading now by uh, Trevor Mowat. It's called uh, Getting Back to Neutral. And he says, what are you just willing not to do? It's not so much what you're willing to do, but what are you willing not to do? And so Nick and I came up with some things and, and, and Nick uh, shot these off to me in an email the other day and just said, here's some places where we see agents that uh, when they're not having success, here are the things that we see on a, on a regular basis. And so let's talk about the first one, Nick. So the first one is, and you, I love this, it says they forget that real estate is a contact sport. Tell me more about that. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, um, y- y- you know, we know that uh, real estate is, it's a relationship type business and you want to build relationships. You want the foundation of your business, you know, the people that know, like, and trust you to grow. And often we catch ourselves with, oh, what am I supposed to do today? Hoping that the phone is going to ring. And instead, if you're not happy with where you're at or you don't have a lot of business in the pipeline is, then I would challenge you to how many contacts, whether it's face-to-face, obviously the best, telephone calls, the second best, but literally how many contacts are you making in a week? So if you're not happy, um, that, that's the number one action item. Get, get, get out and be with people. And I know, I know we have to be a little bit um, cautious with covid um, but you know, I have people that will will, will set up walking. Right? You know, they'll go out and walk in the morning with, with someone. I mean,
0: there's a lot of different ways to get around it. Let's not use COVID as an excuse. I totally agree, and I and I also think uh, you know what I find too is that a lot of people uh, that's effective. It's a contact sport, but then the other one is do you have strategies when it comes to communicating with people so that it makes it more advantageous to you? Um, and I just I just released a podcast this morning on tips for better communication because believe it or not. There's proper ways to communicate with people and things to say, and there's ways that you're just going to push people away. So um, if that's something that you want to know more about, uh, we do have a podcast about that where I gave, uh, I think, seven different tips on how to just communicate better. And I loved it. Nick, you said it the best. The number one is face-to-face. The number two is on the phone. You know, the last one is text and email. And I, and I think the more that we can pick up the phone and just reach out and communicate with people, uh, and it doesn't, by the way, does it, it doesn't have to be about real estate, does it?
1: Oh, no, 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 no. I, it, it, in fact, you know, a lot of people say, well, you got to ask for the referrals and you got to do this. I, I simply say, you know, uh, I call them loyalty. Like, you, you know, let's just show all your loyalty. How are you doing? Checking in that type of stuff. It does not re- real. It's a bonus if someone says, hey, what's going on in the market or how's work, this or that. And then we got to be ready for that. But no, you don't need to lead with that. Just check in. We, we want to just
0: remain top of mind awareness. I agree. And I always say, let's shift our mindset from transactional to relationship. Um, you know, when you're making those phone calls, is it a relationship phone call or you're calling, trying to get something? Because when you're calling, trying to get something, that's all about you. Right. But when you're calling to make a relationship, that's all about them. Yep. Yeah.
1: 100%. I mean, let's face it. The majority of the people, Michael, I think you'd agree with this, that that we work with have call reluctance.
0: Oh my and gosh. Yes.
1: Nine, and, you know, very few people wake up in the morning and go, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to reach out to my people. And and often you, you you nail it. It's They're thinking about themselves and not thinking about the other people.
0: Yep, exactly. You know, how can you help? I was thinking about you. Congratulations. Happy birthday. Uh, how the heck are you doing in 2022? What's going on with the kids? I mean, there's so many reasons to just reach out to people. And a lot of people are really wanting that right now, too, because of the isolation we've been going through, like you said, with COVID.
1: Absolutely. You know, one of the things I say is, you know, having had COVID myself, um, you, you know, if someone has COVID, there's a lot of things we, hey, can I, can I, drop, you know, can I get some groceries for you? Can I bring over a me- drop off a meal in the front door? I mean, there's a lot of things we can help with.
0: Absolutely. Oh, yeah. my Instead God. Instead of
1: just, yeah.
0: Yep. So. All right. So context for, so the next one we talked about, uh, where we see where people uh, are struggling a little bit is we talked about they don't have a morning routine right? They don't have a ritual. They don't have something that they're doing consistently every morning to get themselves in that state of mind to take on the day. Um, Talk to me a little bit about that one. Yeah.
1: So it's interesting because I was working with a group of brokers yesterday and I said, trivia question, what's the key to a successful morning routine? And uh, I heard a bunch of stuff and I said, okay, to me, the key to a, a great morning routine starts the evening before uh, when you go, when it's time to go to bed is, do you have a set time that you're going to wake up or is it, well, you know, whenever I feel like it, I'll crawl out of bed and, and then sort of get things going. But I, I, a great morning routine starts the evening before that says, Hey, listen, I'm going to get up at this time. And this is what I'm, this is what I'm going to do. Yep. Um, so if you find yourself crawling into bed at any, at any time at night and with no plan in the morning, the chances of having a great morning routine are not very good.
0: Um, yeah. Well, yeah. And, I, and I'll, I'll just on that note, I'll also and I'll th- drop this in the show notes, too, for everybody. But um, there's a great book out there called The 5 a.m. Club by Robin Sharma. And he walks you through. He calls it the uh, the, the, the your hour, your morning hour um, of just a really great, solid routine that if you will get that dialed in. It's amazing how it sets you up for success for the day, because I, I'm a true believer that uh, your success starts the minute you step out of bed. And if you're not building a a ritual or a consistent routine that allows you to be in that low positive state of mind, um, you're going to struggle throughout the day. And it just, it just carries with you. I think uh, our other good friend, Doug Simcox says, you know, that, that energy you start the day with is what carries with you through the entire day. So do you want to start in a place of being, you know, in in good energy, or do you want to start in a place of negative energy?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, the other thing in the morning routine is, uh, you know, I'll say in the perfect world is. We need to uh, get the blood flowing, you know, so wake up, maybe gratitudes. Um, you know, if I, if I had to say the absolute perfect morning is uh, wake up, uh, do your gratitudes, affirmations, and then get your blood flowing. Uh, yep. Easiest way, 30 minute walk. I mean, if you have other exercise type things, if it's yoga, meditation, whatever it might be, but literally like get the blood flowing, get going. Um, and then have a set time that here's when I'm going to turn my real estate brain on. You may have an in-home office. That's okay. You may, have, you may go to the office. That's great. But let's set a time that says, okay, here's my morning routine. And then, boom, here's when my real estate world is going to start.
0: Yeah, and, and, be, and, be, and here's the other thing, too, and I think you'd agree with this, consistency. Oh, and, uh, with, without a doubt. I mean, it can't be once in a while, or sometimes I do it sometimes I don't. You know that's that's a kind of world, and you're gonna get kind of results. And it's kind of probably not work. <laughs> it's gonna kind of not probably work yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah exactly. <laughs> so so if if you want a morning routine, uh, a great a great a great resource would be uh, Robin sharma has got a great morning routine. The other one, uh, you can read the book, Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. That's another great book, and he has the acronym Savers, and he walks you through a great morning routine uh, whatever's going to work for you, I guess, uh, going back to just what I would take away from this podcast today is that, do you have consistency in that routine? And are you doing it, uh, you know, at least, at least five to six days a week, you know, it's okay if you take a day off, but you know, at least five to six days and you're building those really good, healthy habits.
1: <clears throat> you know, Michael, I want to say just because <clears throat> brought up yesterday in a call, a coaching call I had with a newer client and was like, Hey, Hey, you know, my kids wake up about six 30, and then, you know, and then when I get home at the end of the day, I just, I don't have enough energy. I get tired. I can't exercise. I said, I said hey, how about, how about if we got up at five o'clock and right. what, what, now, fortunately the person had a spouse, significant other that was home. So when the kids are there, it was safe, you know, that type of thing. But I was like, why not five? Well, that's when I'm in bed. And I'm like, no, how about the shot? So, you know, understand what what your opportunities are and and then go for it. The other thing I'll say is that, I like when you make that commitment for the morning routine, put it 21 days. After 21 days, then it starts to become easier and it almost becomes a habit. Yeah. Just hang in there for 21 days.
0: Yeah, and just, and just keep doing it and, and track it, right? And, then, and, and the other thing I'll say, too, is if you fall off, um, get back on as quickly as you can. Don't let more than two or three days go by where you're not doing it because that allows your brain to go right back to its old habit. Yep. Okay. So then the third one, Nick, we had is they can't control their schedule. Um, And, and, you know, it was interesting. I saw on Facebook the other day, someone said, Hey, uh, tell us what the great attributes are of real estate agents. And somebody in there said, uh, when you, when you jump through hoops and do whatever your clients want. And, and I had to completely disagree with that. (laughs) You know, I think we have this myth in our industry that, you know, real estate agents work 24 seven and it's all about your clients and you can't let your clients know you have a life. And I loved it. We were just uh, last week, uh, you, you have actually a, cl- a coaching client, Jason, and I loved what he said. He said, you know, I work with the people that are going to understand and respect that I have a life and I have a family. And, um, you know, I'm going to set my agenda first and you'd be surprised how many people are going to go along with that and it's going to work out. We just got to get past this scarcity mindset that we have to jump through hoops for everybody. Absolutely. You, you know, I'll give you some examples of, of like
1: great time management. So, you know, all the coaching clients I have, they've all different, they're around the country. They're in the business for different numbers. <clears throat> the crazy thing is the people that are the busiest, busiest that I work with, like literally over tra- 200 transactions in a year, we rarely ever have to change a coaching call. And, th- and th- these are people like a hundred a hundred listings taken by themselves. And you know what? They have to control their schedule. So I always say play as if, right? Um, No, we don't have to. Customer service does not mean immediate response. It it does mean to respond, but it doesn't have to be immediate. So control your schedule. Another thing that we get caught in, I think starts right away in the buyer consultation and the seller consultation. Let's say the seller consultation is, Um, So you're interested in selling your house, we go through the questionnaire, and then we set up, we go, when would you like to get together? Now, someone that does 200 transactions a year, do you think they say, when would you like to get together? Or are they going to say, are you available Friday at one o'clock? Exactly. You know, that's the beginning of
0: controlling the process. And you'd be surprised how many people, when you offer time slots... Um, when you offer up time slots, they're like, oh yeah, that'll work. And and maybe that one doesn't work, but you have another one because, and this goes back to what we're talking about, because you've time blocked your schedule. You know, specifically each week when you have those, what we call pockets of time that are dedicated to doing the business. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yep. And in fact, uh, for the people listening, uh, if you are on our Windermere path through the Windermere coaching program, which is our call every single Thursday, at 10 o'clock that we offer up uh, through that particular program that we have called the Windermere Path. Next Thursday, I'm going to be doing on the path call, I'm going to be going through time blocking. I'm just gonna cover how you time block, why you time block, what time blocking looks like so that people can get a better understanding. Because I think a lot of people think that time blocking is time management and they they are not the same thing. They're very, very different, right? You know, two other,
1: yeah, two other uh, little tips for controlling your schedule is try to protect your mornings. And I say, in the ideal world, you have two hours of uninterrupted time. And a lot of you are going, oh my gosh, that's like fantasy land. But pretend as if you're sitting in the listing consultation in the morning between 9, let's say 9 and 11. You're not going to answer your phone. You're not going to text. You're not going to email. You're just going to do your prospecting activities and that type of thing. Oh, my God, you will knock it out of the park. And then the second tip I would say is anything appointment that you schedule, try to push to the afternoon, Um, whether it's I'm getting my nails done, getting the oil changed, um, you know, listing appointments, showing buyers, try to push so craziness can happen in the afternoon, but productive, protected time in the morning.
0: I, I agree with you. And, you know, and on that too, I'll say, and, and I use this, I have a, a app on my phone called Focus Keeper. It's basically a Pomodoro clock. But the other thing I'll tell you is that, you know, no, none of us are, are capable of multitasking. In fact, the definition of multitasking is doing two things poorly. And I think that a lot of people uh, are busy being busy and they think they're having productive time, but the problem is they're distracted. And so what I'll do is I'll set my Pomodoro clock for 45 minutes and maybe that's 45 minutes of, you know, I'm going to make phone calls, 45 minutes, maybe I'm preparing notes for a podcast, but that is focused, uninterrupted, non-distracted time. And then I give myself a reward. The timer goes off and I go get a cup of coffee. I walk around and then I come back and I set another focus schedule. And I, I will tell you, if, if all of you could get focused and just single task, it's amazing what you can accomplish if you remove the distractions. Okay, so uh, number four, Nick, lack of communication throughout the transaction, and and I love this one, post-closing. Yes.
1: So I want you to think about your past couple of transactions. From the time you went under contract to the time of the closing, how many times did that buyer or seller call you? And... Often that call is not necessary, meaning we are behind what our client is searching for. We didn't do a great job of communication. Everyone, great. what I say, great customer service, very few if any calls happen to us between when we go under contract and closing, right? Often people, I I see clients are like, Nick, what should I get for a closing gift? What should I get for a closing gift? And I'm like, you know what the best closing gift is? A smooth, amazing communication throughout the transaction and no surprises. Yes. Let's look at that first. Then the second part of communication is post-closing communication. If we view this as a transaction, oh my gosh, I got my Windermere uh, the check came in to win me or I got paid and I'm done and it's off to the next. No, that's, that's not what, that's not who we want to be. So after the closing, it is, ex- especially on a buyer side is, is it seven days? Is it 21 days? Is it 30 days? Is it 60 days? When are we going to, and how often are we going to reach back out after they're closed? All right. That to me is um, a really critical part of our communication.
0: Well, and some of the people that I coach, Nick, they have just amazing post-closing checklists that are, that are, that are dialed into their calendar. So when they close with a buyer, it's like, yeah, I've got, I've got my one week call or my three-day call. I've got my one week call. I've got my two week call. I've got my one month call. I've got my three month call. I've got my six month call. I've got my real estate review scheduled. They know it's going to, they're going to be getting it right um, and then they go into my flow program, and then they're invited to my client appreciation party, and then they're on my pop-by schedule. It's just amazing. And what and what they realize, and, and these are agents that are churning a transaction a week, and people say, how on earth are they doing that? And says, you know how they're doing it, they have a process, and they have a system, and they do it consistently every single time, and their communication is phenomenal. Yeah.
1: You know, I'll give you an example. Of some, some, a coaching client's like, oh, my gosh, Nick. I was thinking about these people in the transaction, and I was just ready to call them, and they called me. And I said, "You know what? You're late. <laughs> You're <were> too late. <laughs> yeah, it, it's unfortunate. You know, why did we wait that long? You know, um, so just just think about those calls. And some of you may be doing a fantastic job. You have systems in place, maybe e- email communication, whatever it is. But let's think about when we go under contract to close. Let's be in front and not be behind.
0: Yes. And, and, and the other key point there, Nick, is that, you know, your, your next transaction is embedded in this transaction. And I think that too many times we underestimate the power of those, those weekly check-in phone calls with our active clients, where we're setting the schedule and we're letting them know right at the beginning of the transaction, hey, by the way, uh, is it okay if we set up our communication schedule each week? I'd like to set up a time each week where we touch base. Uh, There may be things that we have to talk about. And by the way, if there's nothing for us to share with each other because everything is going smoothly, I'm still going to call you, but I'm going to ask you this. Hey, is there anything you need? Right? And now, wow, that's just being so proactive. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, the last one, Nick. The last one. Here we go. Scarcity mindset with limits. So the, the beautiful thing about real estate is
1: there, no one can tell you what sort of the tap out on what you can make in this industry. No one. So so just remember that um, that that there are there are no limits. But often I find coaching clients when I start working with them, I may hear oh my gosh, Nick, I'm at 20 transactions. I wanna go to 30 transactions, but my goodness, I don't wanna do 40. And I'll dig in and say, why not 40? Because Nancy in my office, she has, her life is miserable. It's all about work, she doesn't care about the family. And I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. We can do 40 transactions, we can do 60, we can do 100, we can do 200 transactions and have an amazing life, okay? You have to change, you have to adapt, you have to grow within your business, but do not set a limitation on what you can accomplish in this business because you have to compromise your life. I can give you many examples that that is not the case. So the second thing is I think the scarcity mindset right now is some people looked at this year and put a business plan together with a scarcity mindset. Oh, my gosh, we're not going to have any inventory. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. All the reasons why they don't want to throw a goal out there or a goal that's higher than they've ever achieved before. And when in doubt, when in fact, guess what? Yeah, maybe maybe our year has started off a little slow in inventory. But you know what? I have a feeling March, there's a good chance March is going to blow up, like totally blow up. So always check in with yourself. You know, are you on the scarcity side or the abundance side? See, the abundant person, let's go back to what I initially said, the scarcity person is hunkered down right down right now in hibernation. Yes, do. The abundant people are like, I'm going to plant seeds like no tomorrow. I'm going to water those seeds, cultivate those seeds, because there's going to be a time for harvest. I can't wait.
0: Yes. You know, in fact, and I just did a podcast with Corey Whitaker and, uh, you know, you think about it and she had a really tough 2021 and she tells her story in that podcast um, and she had, her, she had one of her most amazing years. I think she went over, over 70 transactions. And I think GCI was uh, at about 1.8 million. And uh, she said she could have she gone into a scarcity mindset with everything going <clears throat> on in her life. And just said, this isn't going to happen. Or she could stick with what she knows to be true is that, hey, if, if I run my systems, if I run my processes and I do what I know I need to do and not focus on the outcome, but focus on the activities every single day, which is what we've been talking about, the production will take care of itself.
1: Absolutely. You know, I'll I'll give you an example too. I have a a coaching client I worked with three years and last year, guess what? His first quarter was a little slow, only two closings in the first quarter, but you know what? He ended up with 42 at the end of the year. And and so do we always know exactly when it's going to come? I look back and go, I gave him kudos because the first quarter, even though the business, like the results weren't happening, we could track his activities and he was knocking it out of the park. Right. Right rather than hunkering down and poor me, he was
0: knocking you out of the park. And guess what? Then it appeared second, third, and fourth quarter. And you know, one thing, Nick, uh, you know, we said the scorecards, you know, what other thing, I, in my opinion, when coaching, I think is so critical is a warm and hot tracker that actually shows you the actual income that comes from those individuals. And are you looking at it daily? Oh, for right? sure.
1: I mean, oh. I, I always say, you, you know, you have to take 10 minutes, whether it's you have your hot, warm list on your whiteboard or it's wherever it is. You, you're making a big mistake by not looking at that for 10 minutes Monday through Friday.
0: Yeah. I agree. I agree. Well, so those are the five. So just to review, uh, forget that real estate's contact sport. You got to get out there, you got to have communication. Uh, build a morning routine that's going to work for you that you're consistent on. Uh, You know what? Time block. And and if you want to know more about time blocking um, on our Windermere Path call next Thursday, I'm going to go over that as well. In fact, if you're listening right now, I did a little piece on uh, time blocking in Fridays with Fanning, just uh, this last last one that came out. So you might want to look at that one. Uh, Folks, get a communication schedule that that lasts through the transaction and then get good at post closing, because that's really when the relationship starts and that's where you get that referral mindset of business. And then, you know what, scarcity mindset with the limits. And I'll tell you what, a great book to read, and I'll even throw this in the show notes, is the book that just came out uh, by Trevor Mowad called Getting Back to Neutral. Uh, sometimes we need to shift into neutral when we start spiraling out of control so we can be really aware of where we are right in the moment and say, okay, what do I need to do now to get to where I want to go? And not let that limiting mindset or that fear mindset take over our mind because that can just spiral out of control sometimes. Um, Nick, anything you want to add for uh, any, anything else before we end? Uh, No, that's it. I, you know, everyone, uh, you
1: know, I always say uh, I think this will be another interesting year in real estate. And often I I, I always say, Hey, what's the F word in in real estate and it's flexibility. Yep. uh, We can, you know, if you have a great morning routine, time block, we can navigate whatever, and you can be successful this year. So totally great. Pleasure, Michael. Thank you.
0: Hey, Nick, thanks for taking the time, everybody. Thank you for listening to our uh, ask a coach podcast at Windermere Uh, And again, if you like what we're doing, uh, please let us know, Uh, make comments, please feel free to share this. If you'd like to know more about our coaching program, you can go to windermerecoaching.com. We'd be happy to talk to you about the possibility of helping you achieve and build work-life balance as well. And we always like to end our podcast by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Nick. Thank you. we hope you enjoyed our podcast we want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen if you found it useful or helpful please feel free to share it and also give us a rating also if you think that windermere coaching might be right for you please feel free to just look us up at windermerecoaching.com and we'll end by saying this be awesome and help someone make it a great day